Israel was exiled, the diaspora, to all the nations of the world. And for the first time, Israel, the land, was no longer Israel, the land. Oh, it was in God's eyes. It was in their eyes. But they were not occupying the land of Israel. Other people had moved in. But Isaiah 11 says this. I will set up a banner for the nations and I will assemble the outcasts of Israel and I will gather together the dispersed or the diaspora of Judah from where the four corners of the earth. I want to take you up to 2015. Much of what is happening today, and I want you to hear me, ladies and gentlemen, much of what is happening today, there is a brand new anti-Semitic rise that's going on in the world. How many are noticing it? It seems like the world is all they're doing is they're battling against Israel. Against, oh yeah, we see ISIS and we see uh, Al-Qaeda and we see all these, but their number one objective is to destroy the little Satan first because they think the little Satan's doable. They forget there's a big God watching over Israel. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. God's promises and the promised land. I put this in here. Europe is rapidly turning against Israel. In October 2014, Sweden officially recognized the Palestinian state. It was interesting, while I was there, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, was asked by a very high, important person to uh, come to tour uh, the Palestinian state. And Benjamin Netanyahu said, uh, there is no such thing. Because there is no such thing. There never have been. I went out and read a bunch of websites, and they say, we can prove to you that there is a Palestinian state. And they start showing all of these maps about Palestine, okay? It's interesting, all the maps are dated from 1700, 1800, when it was called Palestine. But today, I'm going to look at Scripture and help us to realize it's never been anything but Israel. Always has been, always will be. And if it was called Palestine back then, it was only because 1948 had not happened yet. Can somebody say amen? The Israelis, in your notes, I'm just going to skip down some. They're willing to give up land so long as the Palestinians agree to end their conflict with Israel and give up, listen to this, their claim that they have a right to return millions of Palestinian refugees. The bottom line is Palestine does not, the Palestinians do not want land for peace. They want land without Israel. 
If they wanted land for peace, they would have taken Gaza, they would have taken the Western Bank, and the other portions that they have offered to them through 2000, 2001, 2008. They have done everything to bring this. But Israel understands, unless they will accept the reality that Israel has a right to exist, giving them more land would be like turning another Gaza into Israel. It would not be a recipe for peace, but a recipe for disaster. Israel wants peace so badly, according to to the book of Daniel, they are going to sign a peace pact. And according to Isaiah 28, it is a pact with hell and death. Israel is not, ladies, let me say this very clearly, unequivocally, let me, without apology, Israel is not the occupier of the land. Israel is the owner of the land. The problem with the world turning against Israel, it's in your notes, is they have a problem. God has never turned against Israel. And I have it on good authority that he's never going to. Romans chapter 11 says this, did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. Yes, they were disobedient. The scripture goes on. But their disobedience, their disobedience gave salvation to you and I, to the Gentiles. And God said in part, he did this to make his people jealous. You know something about God? He made a promise and he has every intention to keep his promise. You say, well, pastor, there's lots of people that don't keep their promise. That's right, but they're not God. God keeps his promise. Can somebody say amen? And because God keeps his promise, you and I can deal with the things we deal with and live with the things we live with and go through the things that we go through. Can you say amen? We can be encouraged. We can be lifted up and strengthened. Romans 11 goes on in the 17th verse. But some of the branches were broke off from Abraham's tree. Some of the people, Israel, they've been broken off. And the Gentiles, a wild olive branch has been grafted in. And the scripture goes on with a bit of a warning said, but remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. Just like we will be if we stop believing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's never turn our back on Israel. Can I hear you say amen? amen. God did not, has not, and will not reject Israel. And that is the stand a Victorious Life Christian Center. Can you say amen? amen? Let me take you into the Bible real quick <coughs> in scriptures. Genesis chapter 13. The Lord said to Abram and to Lot, separated from him, lift up your eyes, Abraham. Look to the place where you are, north, south, east, west. All the land, I'm going to give it to you. All the land is yours and your descendants. And then I want you to underline that little word, forever. How many think God can keep his promise? See, the last time I looked at it forever, forever was a long, long time. This is what the Bible says about God's promise. I'm going to take you back to the prophecy talking about Israel's returning. You see, the only way you can return is it once was yours and it was taken away or you lost it. Israel returning, Ezekiel 37, the prophecy we find in Ezekiel, we find in Isaiah, we find several different places. Let me talk to you of Ezekiel 37. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath 
into you and make you live again. What he was saying is the whole world thought you were dead and long gone, but they're not ready. But I'm going to put breath and I'm going to make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle on you. I will cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. That the whole world will know that I am God. You see, Israel, the people were scattered. Israel, the land was desolate. We saw some pictures of how beautiful Israel is today. That is because of the promise that God made. There's a great quote in your notes there from Mark Twain. You need to read it in just a minute. But let me take you back to Ezekiel 36. Remember, says the sovereign Lord, I am not doing this because you deserve it. Look at me. Aren't you glad we don't have to be good enough? It's not by works of righteousness that I have done, but it's according to his mercy. Can somebody say amen? God said, I'm not doing all of this for you, Israel, because you deserve it. You should be ashamed of what you've done. He said, I'm doing this because I promised you I would. Look what it says here. Underline in your notes there. I will repopulate your cities. It means Israel was already populated once. God said, I'm going to repopulate what is yours. And the ruins, I am going to rebuild. You think God's trying to tell us something? That Israel's been there longer than just 60 years? How about 4,000 years? The fields that laid empty and desolate, I will again have them farmed. When, look at this, underline in your notes, when I bring you back and the world will say the former wasteland that didn't produce anything is now like the Garden of Eden. It is the number three producer of fruit and and, uh, different uh, things like that in all the world. It is just incredible what they've done. And the surrounding nations that survive will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted the wasteland. Let's go down to Ezekiel 37 once again. And he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. If you have any doubt that the prophecy is talking about Israel, I think God put it out pretty clear there, don't you think? These bones that I am putting flesh back on, that I'm putting muscle back on, that I'm breathing life back into. These represent the people of Israel. And he said, prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, people, I will open your graves of exile. Listen, open your graves of of exile. The whole world thought you were dead and gone, but I'm going to open those graves. And guess what? You're going to be brought back to life for my glory and you're going to rise again and I will bring you back to the land of Israel can I tell you about God's promises God promises his promise Ezekiel 20 says I will accept you when I bring you out of the people of the nations of the world remember God's promise to Abraham to you and your people forever? As I said earlier, Israel is not the occupier. Israel is the owner of the land. In the 
70 AD, we hear a term, if you, follow, if you read anything on church history and, and Israel and stuff, it was called the diaspora. The only time in all of history that Israel was fully removed from their land was during the diaspora. We, we, I didn't put a picture of it up there, but we went to the place called Masada. How many have ever, ever heard of Masada? Uh, there's a movie from years ago by had Peter Toole in it, uh, Masada. 73 AD, that was the last stronghold of Israel, of the Jews trying to stand against the Roman uh, occupation, the Roman takeover. And we know the story that they actually lost the battle, but they didn't lose the war. Can I hear you say amen? Israel was exiled, the diaspora, to all the nations of the world. And for the first time, Israel, the land, was no longer Israel, the land. Oh, it was in God's eyes. It was in their eyes, but they were not occupying the land of Israel. Other people had moved in. But Isaiah 11 says this, I will set up a banner for the nations and I will assemble the outcasts of Israel and I will gather together the dispersed or the diaspora of Judah from where the four corners of the earth. I want to take you up to 2015. Much of what is happening today, and I want you to hear me, ladies and gentlemen, much of what is happening today, there is a brand new anti-Semitic rise that's going on in the world. How many are noticing it? It seems like the world is all they're doing is they're battling against Israel. Against, oh, yeah, we see ISIS, and we see uh, Al-Qaeda, and we see all these, but their number one objective is to destroy the little Satan first because they think the little Satan's doable. They forget there's a big God watching over Israel. And then when they got the little Satan dealt with, which is Israel, they're going to come after the big Satan. Guess who that is? United States of America. All of this stuff is happening. I was praying as I was putting this message together. And I believe that many of the struggles that are happening to God's people right now, Egypt, France, Syria, Yemen just fell. King Abdullah, the king of Saudi Arabia just died. Can I tell you that ISIS and Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah and Hamas, they have a party going on because their objective is to take the Northland, which is called Saudi Arabia, and the Southland, which is called uh, uh, Yemen. And the Bible forecasts, foretells this, predicts this in Isaiah chapter 28, says that the Northland and the Southland is going to come together and they're going to start looking towards Israel. Last year I preached, and you go to the website, I preached on the Psalm 83 war. Ladies and gentlemen, God is bringing the Psalm 83 war all into place and all ten nations are now aligned together to attack Israel. But listen to what the word of God said. The word of God says, my people Israel, the Israeli defense force is going to destroy them with their hand and not God's. Which is going to set up all of the great uh, obstinacy that the world is going to have against Israel. That's going to bring the, the bear from the north and the other ones from the south. And Turkey and Tubal and Kadesh and, and, and all these different nations together. And they're all going to go to a place called Armageddon. This is exciting. I'm watching the Bible unfold right in front of me. These struggles Israel's dealing with, I believe the Lord spoke to me. I'm bringing all 
of my people back. The country of Yemen was the only country in the Middle East that when Israel opened in 48, the entire Jewish population left immediately. The rest of the countries wouldn't let them all go. Yemen said, go. Do you know why? Because God's word said they would. Everything that's happening is playing right in place. Into the land of Israel, God is bringing his people for his hand of protection resides there continually. Can you say amen? Let me wrap this up. Isaiah 66. God promises the promised land. Before the birth pain even began, Jerusalem came birth to a son. Before the battles, before the wars of 48, the Six-Day War of 73, of the different atrocities that have happened, God gave birth to a son. Look what the scripture says. Whoever has heard such a thing, has a nation ever been born in a single day? May 15th, 1948, they signed the agreement. Israel was once again a nation in a single day. Can somebody say amen? The birth pains, before they ever begin, Israel was made a nation. Before the birth, the children were already established. The book of Amos says it this way. I will bring my exiled people of Israel back from distant lands. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them again. And I will firmly, underline this in your notes, ladies and gentlemen, I will firmly plant them in their land and they will never again be uprooted from the land I give them. Thus saith the Lord their God. Never again. Isaiah 11 says, and the Lord will reach out his hand a second time and bring them back, the remnant of his people. God established Israel, and the second time God says, I'm going to sign, seal, and deliver this puppy. You guys are coming home, coming home to stay. Can somebody say amen? Let's go back to Ezekiel 37. I know I've been kind of blowing through this. Hopefully you got it. Did somebody get it? He says, I will gather the people of Israel from among the nations. I will bring them home, underline this please, to their own land from the places they have been scattered. As the worship team comes, final, God's final promise. Anyone that came against Israel, God will deal with. It's amazing as we watch the goings-on of Israel today. Even though there is terrorist activity, incitement, and assaults, though all that are surrounding her are considerably bigger, why do they not directly assault Israel? You think about it in the natural. Israel is the size of New Jersey. With six and a half million people. Do you know how many hundreds? There's 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. I was studying as I was doing the End Times series last year. And I was always perplexed about the army of 200 million million 
And I was looking at that. And it says the kings of the east. And I was thinking about that. Well, it's got to be China. They're the only one with that many people. And then God took me a little closer east. And he reminded me of the 1.6 billion Muslims that hate most of them Israel. Their army right now is over 200 million strong. Folks, I don't have this all figured out. But all I know, revisiting Israel this time, oh, I can see the time clock. I can see it ticking so much faster and so much quicker until the Lord says, it's time. Joel chapter 3 is a grave admonition. I will gather the armies into the valley of Jehoshaphat the place called the judgment of God we know it as Armageddon and I will judge them for harming my people my special possession for scattering them among the nations and listen and for dividing my land God is a promise keeper can you say amen (coughs) Israel is God's land God's plan and God's people a lot of Christians this is why we had the crusades this is why Hitler was able to come to power this is why so many other Christian in name only do you know the KKK is considered a Christian organization did you know the Knights of Columbus I can name other names that in the name of Jesus they are all opposed against the Jews. And their rationale is because they rejected Christ. We reject them. Yet God said in Jeremiah 31 look at this. I am as likely to reject my people Israel as I am to abolish the laws of nature. Guess what God ain't going to do? He's not going to change his order of things. Nor is he going to reject Israel. But I close with this passage in Genesis 12. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And as you're blessing Israel, all the nations of the world through you will be blessed. Today, you and I live in a blessing. Because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But not only that. Because we acknowledge Israel is God's priceless possession. That we stand with Israel. That we stand for what God has done. Because ladies and gentlemen, the last I look is not the mountains of Flagstaff he's going to set his feet on. It's the mountains of Jerusalem. He's going to set up his kingdom in the same place where he started. I want to encourage you today as the music's playing softly. Take your eyes and lift them up and look to the east. David said, I will look to the hills from whence my help comes from, referring to the hills of Jerusalem. 
There's two cities in the world that have seven hills. Rome and Jerusalem. God's going to destroy one and the other one's going to be his kingdom. Amen. Lift up your eyes. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you're at. My heart is to get you where you're going. And that is to God's kingdom. Now you sit back and say, well, pastor, what's wrong with with supporting Palestine? Nothing at all, except there isn't a Palestine. There is a Palestinian people. And I don't have enough time to go into the history of all of that. But the reality is they're an Arab nation. And they need to be supported. Just not in God's land. That's Israel. Are you okay? So today, let me ask you, where are you? Were you like Israel, separated, scattered abroad, nothing going for you, struggle after struggle, defeat after defeat, circumstance after circumstance? God says, be encouraged. Just like I brought them home and I restored them and I'm rebuilding them and I'm restructuring them and I'm rehelping them and I'm redoing every re you can possibly do, God wants to do that with your life. God wants to restore you. You have been grafted in to the tree. You have been grafted in. Today, it's all because of His amazing grace. It's all because of His amazing grace. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.